0: This week on Hope for the Broken Selfless love What does it look like? So I want to share with you this morning About some examples in the Bible About glimpses, about touches Of this selfless love And then I want to pass through What was existing between David and Jonathan And then I want to lead us To the finish of the story Which is our Lord Jesus Christ Who is the embodiment of all of the attributes The entire kaleidoscope is in Jesus Welcome to Hope for the Broken, the audio podcast ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Mount Pleasant, Texas. I'm your host, Austin Mahoney. We exist to become a gospel-centered community, redeeming brokenness through hope in Jesus Christ. At Trinity, we believe we are all broken and in need of the redeeming hope found in Jesus. For more information about our church, visit us on our website at trinitytx.org. This week, we conclude our series called Life Lessons. We have a very special guest speaker today, Pastor John Constantine, with part 13 titled, The Kaleidoscope of God's Selfless Love. Good morning, Trinity. Good to see everybody here. Thank you so much for being part of what God is doing around the world. What he is doing, some of the countries are in South Sudan, in Congo, in Sudan, in Darfur, in Upper Egypt, in Tanzania, in Kenya, in Uganda, There are people that are doing a phenomenal job in Ethiopia, many countries in Asia, in Europe, in North America, working among 342 churches in the Arabic community. And I can tell you with a high level of confidence that God is doing something amazing around the world. I tell them many times, I go places but I'm just the delivery boy. He's the one doing it. His spirit is doing it. I meet with people, I fan the flames a little bit, and then I come home. I never felt that I did something, but he is the one who's doing everything. And so I want to invite you to pray. I want to invite you to celebrate what God is doing around the world. I pray for this country. There are demonic powers that are destroying this country in every corner. But you know what? I'm glad Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. There's a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of depression, a lot of sad stories, but I'm standing before you to let you know that Jesus is right. He said, I make everything new. And he is doing it. In homes, in churches, even in persecuted churches, those guys just don't know how to quit And so my message to you this morning is, don't quit. It doesn't matter what the details are, just don't quit. Don't quit on your husband, don't quit on your wife, don't quit on the church, don't quit on your family, don't quit on everything and anything because God is on the move. He is. And that's why I wanna talk something today about what the singing group was singing about. And that is the topic, the theme of the kaleidoscope of selfless love. What does it look like? You know what the kaleidoscope is. Kids know it. They put it on their eyes and they start turning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. That's God's love. And that's what I want to invite you to give it a second look. Because he is doing something amazing. I have the privilege that, as Pastor Chris described it, I'm putting the bow on your study of 1 Samuel. And we're gonna read in chapter 18, just the first four verses that talk about a special pair that God has brought together and something happened between them. The two are David and Jonathan. This morning, I shared about my Jonathan. He is our only begotten son. We were not supposed to have any children for 10 years, but then the church I was pastoring in Ohio many years ago, I shared with them that usually the people come to the pastor and they say, I have a problem. Today, the pastor is coming to the people saying, I have a problem. This is our problem, and I shared with them that God would either take the desire to have children or that God would answer. Four months later, I came back and I said, you can stop praying because God answered. I believe in a God who is alive. I believe in a God who's on the move. I believe in a God who brings, who brings something out of nothing, who brings us from death to life. He brings us from destruction to wholeness. He brings us from worthlessness to perfection in Christ. That's what it's all about. Selfless love, what does it look like? So I wanna share with you this morning about some examples in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, about glimpses, about touches of this selfless love. What does it look like? Maybe one of the aspects is found in many places. And then I wanna pass through what was existing between David and Jonathan. And then I wanna lead us to the finish of the story, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the embodiment Of all of the attributes, the entire kaleidoscope is in Jesus. The world may say something different. That's fine. We live in a free country. But they have nothing to offer. Jesus, who wrapped up everything in himself, he gave himself. And then he called us to follow him. Some examples from the Old Testament. You remember Ruth in the book of Ruth. Ruth and Naomi, her mother in law. When you read the story of Ruth, you cannot help but see loyalty from Ruth to Naomi. You've heard it in weddings wherever you go, where you go, I go, where you stay, I stay. That's loyalty. Just one aspect. Of selfless love. When you think of the Good Samaritan, we think of compassion. The entire story showed the compassion of this stranger from a different ethnic group. He was under no obligation, but he just showed compassion. And compassion is one aspect of selfless love. When you look at Mary, who anointed the feet of Jesus with very precious ointment, and Through her tears, she wiped his feet with her hair, the symbol of glory. That shows devotion, just one aspect of selfless love. When Paul talked about the churches, he planted many churches. Not all of them turned out to be easy. There were some that gave him headaches. But Paul struggled with them He suffered with them. He sacrificed with them. And he helped them along like a mother to her babies. Joseph and his brothers. When we think of Joseph, we think of forgiveness. We think of different expectations that turned out to be for the good. That's in the story of Joseph. When we think of the early church, they sold everything and put it at the feet of the apostles, they distributed to those who were in need. That's transcendent love, an aspect of selfless love. But selfless love, if we turn it upside down, the opposite of selfless love is fear. And fear is very rampant in the world today, everywhere husbands, wives, homes, breakups, you name it, jobs, illnesses, fear is all over the place. The flip side of fear is selfless love. Not only fear, but insecurity. And we see that in relationships. And maybe that's why now they don't have a commitment, a covenant, they just live together. Because they're afraid, how is it gonna turn out? Am I going to pay for it? And on and on, fear, insecurity, self-centeredness. And Paul talked about that 2,000 years ago. He said the time will come when they have no feeling, no authentic feeling toward another person, no empathy whatsoever. Why, because they are self-centered. Everything is about me. It's as if I have become the center of my universe. And I don't care what else happens to everybody else. But they don't know that they are on the losing end. So I'm suggesting today, I'm proposing, I'm urging for you to consider the alternative, which is the selfless the selfless kind of love exhibited in Jesus Christ. We have a glimpse of it, Maybe a bigger lens. You know how sometimes when they examine, when the scientists examine in the lab something and they put a one lens, but uh, the, the microscope itself, it has three different kinds of lenses and they turn it to another lens. A bigger lens is found in First Samuel chapter 18, the first four verses. I want to read them with you. Now, when he had finished, that is David finished speaking to Saul, the king, the soul of Jonathan, the king's son, was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul, the king, the father, took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him, gave it to David with his armor, gave it to David. Even his sword gave it to David and his bow and his belt. He gave him everything. What did he give him? He gave him the claim to the throne. When he took the robe off and gave it to David, he put down the claim to his own throne, to his father's throne, and he gave it to David. He gave up the throne on earth, to give it to the king, to the father of the king of kings, who was anointed by God. David. There was an emotional bond. There was deep friendship. There were many aspects, more aspects between Jonathan and David about selfless love than the other examples I gave. But then... There's a verse in Proverbs that says, there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother in Proverbs 18, verse 24. And that friend, my friends, is Jesus. In the early 70s, that's prehistoric for me. I was in the youth group. I learned a song that out of nowhere out of the blue sometimes I'm driving the car by myself and I start singing Jesus Jesus There is there is something about that name Master Savior Jesus Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Jesus had everything. He did not give us things. He gave us himself. And with him, we have everything. If we hold on to things, we lose. If we hold on to Jesus, we win everything. Jesus discovered a truth that I wanna urge you to consider and that is, when we surrender, we win. In war today, in the history of the world, two armies are fighting and then finally, one side loses and the other one wins one surrenders to the others. In one of the stories when they still use swords, the surrendered party came to, them to meet the winner, the victor. And the victor looked at him and he said, your sword, you need to turn it in. One side won, one side lost, but with Jesus. When we surrender, we win. He knew that truth. He knew it. And that's why when he loved his disciples, it says in John 13, he loved them to the very end because he knew that at the very end when one denies him and the rest run away, he knew that his spirit that was in him is going to be in them and he's going to convert the losers, the runaways, to win. There may be somebody today here who is running away, but I'm here to ask you to come back maybe you're hiding, maybe you're troubled, come back. No one, but no one, will receive us just like we are. Broken, distraught, heavy-hearted, depressed, you name it, And then, somehow, like he did with the disciples, he breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received life. They received freshness. So I want to share with you just individual words to keep in mind. When you think of Jesus and you think of selfless love, you are looking at a kaleidoscope. And here are some aspects of this kaleidoscope. Selfless love means it's sacrificial. It's sacrificial. It means humility. It means obedience. It means trust. It means thankfulness. After a while, we're going to celebrate the Lord's table. Imagine with me, the Lord sitting at the table, the disciples sitting around him, they're looking at him, they have nothing to say. They are waiting for him. The bread of life. To say something. At first, when he shared with them the previous day, Peter said, no, 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 no. This is not the plan, Lord. He took him aside and he, and he rebuked him. And the Lord said, You have no idea what you're talking about. And he took the bread and he gave thanks. Selfless love in the pit of hell is thankful, is obedient, is trusting, it is courageous. It takes risks. It's also intentional. It's vulnerable. Vulnerable is making oneself at the disposal of another. And Jesus was a master in being vulnerable. He surrendered, he lived a whole life of surrender. You know why? Because he's not only the Alpha is also the Omega. Satan may kill him, but Jesus has the final word. And that's why he said to his disciples, I live. Therefore you will live also. We are nothing more than an extension of Jesus Christ not only taking risks and intentional and vulnerable, but there's a deep devotion. David and Jonathan had a covenant. A covenant is not a contract. It cannot be broken. And Jesus paid for that covenant. Now, whatever our situation is, and we have different backgrounds, we have different challenges, In jobs, we have problems. With people, we have problems. In homes, we have problems. We don't have homes anymore. People come and go, and they eat this and that, and they sleep in bed, and and they go back to work, and, and their lives are just in turmoil, constant turmoil. But in the midst of all of that, the name of Jesus gives a sense of settledness in life. My gut feeling is there are some here today that need to have something settled. So I'm inviting you to consider Jesus. The past five days, every day, early morning, late at night, I get texts from Myanmar, from different countries, from Africa, of people, of followers of Christ that are getting beaten all day long. I have one of the back of this man. His back has furrows across his back, torn from top to bottom. Why? Because he's a believer. And his problem, is that he doesn't know how to quit. In Nepal, I was there in November of last year. In December, they sent me pictures. In real time, it was going on. A group of radicals. They went, and they were looking for Christians, for churches, wherever they met. They went into the church with big sticks, started beating on them. They dragged them by their hair and to the outside of the building, and they continued beating on them until all of them were on the ground except one lady remained standing. Why? Because they were followers of Jesus. It was taking place, and within 30 seconds, I was receiving pictures and short videos. 30, 20 seconds, 15 seconds. And then four days or five days later, they sent me a picture in the room where they met. They had a cake, candles. They were celebrating Christmas. They don't know how to quit. That's why I'm urging you Not to quit, not because we can, but because of Jesus. He didn't quit. He did not go through the valley of the shadow of death. He went right into the hell of death. And he came out victorious. Consider Jesus. That was what I tasted with Mike Coleman, a sampling of selfless love. He finished well. I never thought, never dreamed. I didn't know they made him like that. My guess is the mold was broken when he was made. And I'm very thankful for Mike Holman. He and I talked about the person of the Holy Spirit, then we did a series on Zoom, about 17 or 18 sessions. I put them out on the internet. Within six months, they were accessed from 34 different countries. I don't know how it got there. I downloaded the audio in this last month and did the transcription of the audio, about 350 pages plus. I'm working on them to trim them down to smaller booklets for Bible studies and study questions. Another series that was on his heart was Our Oneness with Christ, 19 sessions. Also, they were transcribed this last month and they are being converted to small lessons. The study at the lake of the book of Revelation some of you maybe were there in the Bible study. It is, tra- it is transcribed, and now it's being edited, and it will be made available at no charge to everybody. It's time to go back to basics. The basics of the basics is the selfless love of Jesus Christ. He made things happen when we have nothing. Consider that. Here's what Paul said. And that's my prayer for you. Paul said, for this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in selfless love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length And depth and height to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge. Christ, the epitome, the beginning, the end, the summary of selfless love. Selfless love gives, and it gives, and it gives and it gives, and when you think you don't have anything to give, look out, because the Holy Spirit is gonna breathe on you, so he will enable you to give more from nothing, because it's not about me, it's about him, it's not about what I can, but it's about what he does, because he is the Alpha and the Omega, would you consider Jesus? you'll never be disappointed. I wasn't expecting to give up Mike Holman that quickly. I was planning for 10 more years at least with him. But the Lord thought differently. He didn't ask me for my opinion, that's fine. But I pray that some part of Mike Holman will be found in many at Trinity. I thank God for what he's doing. Believe it or not, I've been part of Trinity for several years. I wasn't a member yet. Maybe one day I will join. And I just praise God for what he's doing at Trinity. I have a sense that this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. You're listening to Trinity Baptist Church's Hope for the Broken podcast. If you would like to learn more about this ministry, visit us online at trinitytx.org. That's trinitytx.org. Here's Pastor Chris to wrap up our time together. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad that you found this podcast. It is our prayer that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. It is our goal at Trinity to lead everyone into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have questions about what it means to trust Jesus as the Lord of your life, we would love to connect with you please feel free to give us a call at 903-572-1959 or email us at info If you are ever in the East Texas area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you. We pray that you have experienced hope today. If you would like to support the ministries of Trinity Baptist Church with a financial gift, you can do so by giving online. Simply log on to TrinityTX.org and click the Give tab. Be sure to join us next week as we look into God's Word on Hope for the Broken.